Folks, what's going on? Drink rats, how are you? Welcome. Season 6, Episode 3. Are you ready to go? The Hawks hashtag, they're ready to go! It's opening night, folks, and we're here. It's about an hour till puck drop. Actually, it's about an hour till banner raising ceremony in Colorado that they were gracious enough to invite the uh, the world-class Chicago Blackhawks to show up on the ice to get pounded right after they raise their championship banner. And to celebrate that occasion and to talk about the Hawks season, we're here! Andy Campbell, I'm your host tonight. We are joined by some of the usual suspects and some better ones as well. Uh, the gatekeeper is here. Welcome, gatekeeper. The co-host, uh, the co-founder, excuse me, of The Ring. Jeff Osborne, how are you doing tonight, buddy? What's happening? Happy Blackhawk hockey season to you. I'm glad to be back. I'm covering the Blackhawks once again. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to put myself through it. Yeah, it's going to be a long few months, but uh, we'll get to we'll get to where we need to go in about ten years. Ray Napientic, how are you? What's happening? Welcome back, buddy. How are things? Good to be here. I was happy to turn on hockey last night and be excited to see uh, all the fans at the United Center in a few days. So, um, and then all the empty seats uh, in Game Two. So it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of empty seats, folks. Get your tickets on StubHub. Don't pay face value for what you're going to see this year. We know that. And, Sean, speaking of fledgling clubs, before Lelouch got his act together um, in Bull Durham, you know, they had a thin crowd as well. Is that why the Bull Durham hat tonight, Shawnee? Welcome, Sean Fitzgerald. Thank you. It's actually not Bull Durham. It's a classic Denver Broncos hat. Oh, you fooled us all. that I bought when I was in Colorado for eight wonderful days this past summer. I figured, you know what? The Blackhawks are going to be a fledgling team. The Denver Broncos are a fledgling team. So why not show unity, at least with some sort of Colorado tonight? I can't root for the Avs, so I'm going to root for the Broncos because they stink just like the Blackhawks. Okay. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. We like it. Well, welcome back, Shawnee. Uh, great podcast analyst. And it's good to see you again today, my friend. Um, before we begin, just a quick shout out to our sponsor that we've done before. We've got Puck Hockey. Uh, and I've already forgot to even put it on the bottom. So it's not even a banner, but Puck Hockey, P-U-C-K, uh, H-C-K-Y. There it is right there. All in caps. Use discount code the rink. 10% off. 100 bucks. Free t-shirt. They should be giving out free T-shirts in the United Center to anyone who shows up for the game. But in the event that they do not, we've got discounts code for discount codes for some great, great drink we're at wear. Um, so at any rate, we are about to talk, folks. We've got a lot of interesting stuff going on uh, with our beloved uh, Chicago Blackhawks, most of which will probably be not be anything in the win column. Uh, you know, that much... Uh, that much we've established to date. So we're going to try to post a tweet. We have no idea if this is going to work or not because our technology is somewhat limited. It does not, um, but we'll try it again one more time. But essentially, the starting lineup uh, tonight um, is, a, is a fascinating one, to say the least. Okay. So who do we got in the lineup tonight? Let's rattle off these lines, folks. Our new buddy, Domi. Max Domi is going to be centering Patrick Kane. And if someone can pronounce his name, I always fail. 
Athenis, uh, go ahead, uh, Ray. Well, that looks like a job for me on that one. Clearly, no, oh, well, no. I purposely did not ask you. And I know this name. <laughs> what? I just go with AA. Like you. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Athanasiu. Listen to this. This is the this is the this is the top four going tonight. Athanasiu, Domian Kane, Tyler Johnson, Jonathan. Ta Everyone remember Tyler Johnson? Yeah, he's still in the Blackhawks. Jonathan Taves, Taylor Radish, Kurashev who somehow is like a senior member of the Blackhawks right now. Um, that's interesting in itself is being uh, Sam Lafferty is going to be centering him with Mackenzie uh, and whistle made the club hustler. He's going to be on the third line. Then you got Mr. Blackwell late season acquisition, Kyra in the middle and uh, Buck Robinson. Is it Buck Robinson? Is that his name? <laughs> Mrs. Robinson? Buck Rogers. Uh, <laughs> Dominique Robinson. The guy that they got from Anaheim. Yeah. So Buck Robinson, um, is that his name? Or the Buddy, Buddy Robinson. Buddy there Robinson. It is. I'm sorry, folks. It's it's, it's been a long time. I'm summer. sorry. He sounds more like a NASCAR driver than a hockey player. No, you're thinking of uh Buck Brotherton from uh you know uh, what's that what's that movie? Days, Days of Thunder. Buck yeah. But Buddy Robinson is uh gonna be anchoring that fourth line tonight. And uh, I mean when you say Buddy Robinson, it, it does sound like office space. You want to be like, hey Peter, check out channel nine. You know that. <laughs> so um anyway, bring you home and watch Kung Fu movies. Yeah, Sorry. so now lo and behold, Buddy Robinson might have a game winner. So then you got Andy uh a golden smoothie Jack Johnson, who's on a one-year contract, uh watching a banner be raised by his former team. Um hey, Seth Seth Orr, uh, that Blackhawks fans know him as Seth Jones. We call him Seth Orr because uh, wearing number four and was way overhyped. Mr. Tenorti, who's a late acquisition by the Blackhawks to ensure that some rookies don't play. Connor Murphy, we know him. It's pretty good. What's Roos's first name again? Golly, am I Philip? Philip Roos. I believe it is Philip. I'm curious about Philip Roos. And then Alec Regula and Mrazek in neck. Vlasic is out after blocking a shot, which is too bad because Scott Powers talked about him as possibly a breakthrough player for the Blackhawks this year. Uh, spent time at Boston University and now seems ready to play. But uh, what a lineup, boys. Ray, how are we feeling about tonight taking on the defending champions? First thing I chuckled about was uh, who was going to play on the penalty kill. Um, I'm not thinking, wow, this lineup's going to win. Um, the only thing would be if everybody's just staring at a banner and, and maybe they get off to a slow start. You know, the banner raising is always an emotional time. We've seen teams go through that. But my thought was, man, I want to watch Colorado's power play um, and, and kind of see what happens. It does stink that Vlasic's uh, not playing. Um, I think he is somebody that's going to, I always kind of call him a, a Jomerson Jr. Um, you know, working on his skating, gotten a lot better. I think he's somebody that's going to probably end up being somebody that can play that middle pairing and, you know, 18 to 20 minutes a night. He uses his reach really well. Um, but other than that, man, it, you're just kind of looking at it going, you know, this is, this is going to, this could be comical very fast. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Hey, uh, Shawnee, question for you. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog is not in the lineup tonight. He's on the IR. Does that make any difference this evening? No, no, no. Cool. Uh, this team. Awesome. So I, I put it out on Twitter earlier. This team is constructed to fail. Mm -hmm. Unlike the last previous years, like they told us they just failed because they were bad. But this team is purposely bad. Yes. Like, so it, it's not going to matter who Colorado rolls out there tonight. Um, I mean, they've got some professional players on the roster, but they're just, they're so bad. It's not going to matter. It, yeah. Um, 
they could average below two goals a game this season. That's yeah. on offense. That's how poorly constructed they are on offense. And that's before Patrick Kane says enough is enough and leaves town. Yeah. He might say enough is enough by Thanksgiving. I mean, he might. This, this could be pretty he quick. He might be hey. like uh, the freshman couple that go away a uh, long-distance relationship. They break up at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm going to have to marinate on that one for a minute. I, uh, come on. No, it'll come to me. Uh, Gate, are you Gate? first of all, thank you for posting the lineup in the background. Is there anything you're looking forward to tonight or this season at all? Um, well, uh, I – have actually been an Andreas Athanasio fan over the years. I know he hasn't lived up to what, you know, he was supposed to be, but um, I like his speed and his size. So that could be fun. He can um, cook. He can definitely yeah. cook. He's fast. No, and I don't and, mean in the kitchen. I mean, he, he forget it. Continue. <laughs> you don't mean like Russell Wilson cooking for the Broncos. Yeah. No, we get he's it. fast. He's fast. That's what I'm saying. You know, it, I know. it'll be, <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what they do with this lineup because it's like even when they went young, like what was it last year or the year before, when they yeah. were like, "Oh, we're going to go all young," uh, you didn't see much there, um, and they they had a, a stretch where they were okay, but they mm-hmm. weren't all that good. And, and this is going to be a bunch of old guys that aren't that good. Uh, Kane may want to leave sooner than later. We've talked about that. Uh, Taves, I he's going to be angry. He's going to. He's going to be a malcontent for a while, I think. He's already angry. I know. Um, you know, there's. I want to see what the goalies. <clears throat> excuse me. Bless I want to see what the goalies are going to do. Um, you know, Mrazek. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Didn't mean to get that on you. Um, <laughs> you know, Stalock. I'm not a big Stalock guy, but he. He. You know, he is what he is. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see Soderblom maybe a little bit get a little bit more time this year. I think he looks like he might be a pretty decent goalie. So um, it wouldn't hurt to, to see a little bit of the goalie stuff. But, um, you know, I, I'm we're not expecting any. I'm not expecting anything. Uh, you know, if something good happens, then so be it. But um, I'm not expecting it for sure, and neither should the fans. No. No, I mean, I think that's fair and that's accurate. I mean, and you know, I, I do think – and to say to you uh, one more time, Anna – Andreas Athanasiu. 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 Andreas Athanasiu. Yeah. Andreas. Just call him double A. No. Athanasiu. I got to make sure I do this. So, anyway, Athanasiu is very fast. Domi is fine playing with Kane. I think the whole idea, as we've talked about before, is we want these two guys to put up as many points as possible with Patrick Kane. There's a reason they're being, they're all on the same line together. Make sure that they're scoring. Make sure that their production's up. And so someone will overbuy them or overpay for them before the trade deadline, and then you just keep stockpiling picks. Two, now, two yeah. Brandon Hagels right there. Everybody two will say, I can't believe we're getting rid of this guy. And then <laughs> after the trade, you're going to go, what was that guy we traded again? Yeah. Let him yeah. score 20 goals each. And then you know we'll what I, you I, I want to say this, too? I think the fans – are going to fall in love with like Colin Blackwell. He's one of those, you know, yeah. grit and dirt and, uh, you know, kind of like a less talented uh, Lafferty, maybe. And they already um, love Lafferty. Yeah, I know, exactly. And then I think they're going to love Colin Blackwell. And when it, when the time comes and someone might want him for the playoff run, like like happened last year, because I saw a lot of Colin Blackwell with, with the Kraken. 
and he's a fine fourth line player, but that's all he is. And he's replaceable and people are going to get, you know, hung up on that as well. Yeah. Well, and, and um, let's give some credit to Kyle Davidson uh, who traded. Um, I mean, he's made a lot out of nothing like Brandon Hagel. They traded him for the two first round picks. He traded Gates uh, punching bag recently, Riley Stillman. So it, when Double A and Domi become the these guys, we have to resign like Dylan Strome, and he flips them at the deadline. Uh, it's going to be good work by Davidson. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I tweeted about this the other day. Um, I don't know how Kyle Davidson did a salary swap, swap with Riley Stillman to Vancouver for Jason Dickinson and a second round pick. I mean, I don't. You know, like like we talked about, that's way too easy. That's way too easy of a decision. So I, I want to give Kyle Davidson full credit, but it's like if I don't know if he negotiated that, if that was what was offered. Obviously, you can't walk away from that. But, you know, kudos to Davidson for continuing to just I mean, second round picks can go a long way. I mean, they they can. They might not. More often than not, they don't turn out. But we've had second round picks like guys like Brandon Saad, Duncan Keith, Dave Boland. Those Corey, guys are all second Corey round Crawford. picks. Corey Crawford to bring it. I mean, second round picks are, are really good things to have, and they are certainly more valuable than Riley Stillman. And you are salary swapping with Jay, swapping with Jason Dickinson as well. So, well, and also too, you have to look at like a team that can now potentially uh, develop players. The problem before was, is, is Stan Bowman would get second round draft picks and he couldn't develop anybody. And so if the right. guy wasn't a home run, wasn't a steal that's, that everybody else missed also, then he, they weren't going to turn out to be anything because he was just he wasn't able to develop anybody. Anyone in the second round that you get, unless, like I said, like it's a Brandon Saad that everybody kind of missed once over and then picked him up in the second round, unless he's one of those guys that goes directly basically to the NHL, Stan Bowman could not develop anybody. So second round pick didn't mean anything. Now it looks like they're they're going to invest a little bit in in uh, you know developing young players. Uh, they're on the right track with all these other players. So them getting a second round draft pick right now could be very valuable. Now that the organization has made that kind of change. Yeah, yeah. So we see, Gabe, yeah. to piggyback that off, piggyback off that too. The preseason, Colton Doc is a second round pick, and he looked mm -hmm. pretty good in the preseason. I know it's early. It's uh, I'm not anointing him anything. He's still got to develop a ton. But Colton Doc was a second round pick, and he looks promising. So, well, I think the good thing is just don't pick Nolan out. <laughs> Nolan, <Allen. laughs> yeah, he was in the first round. He was in the first round. Yeah. All right. So there's the line, and that's even worse. Yeah. You yeah. See it here on paper, uh, in front of you, and um, looks a, it'll be a boy. It's going to look a lot lot worse uh, in product than it is on paper right now. That's for sure. Uh, the Hawks are really, really going to struggle. But what you don't see in there, and uh, which we do want to touch base on, are a lot of the prospects and a lot of the picks and some of the players that the Blackhawks in the future should be excited about. And for right reason, folks, they're not going to rush these people. Okay? I think a lot of, lot of people, and, and myself somewhat included, when Lucas Reichel uh, was sent back down, uh, to Rockford, a lot of people had him tabbed as starting the season in Chicago, or maybe this was his year to finally, 
finally be on the roster or crack the roster. Ray, what are your thoughts on that? On just all of them heading down or just Lucas Reichel? Start Lucas Reichel first. I'd love to hear your thoughts I think on it's, it's a smart move. Uh, he yeah. could play 18 to 22 minutes a night on the power play, the penalty kill. He could play in the offensive zone, the defensive zone. He can suck on one night and he can score a hat trick the next night and nobody's going to know, nobody's going to care. Um, yeah. He's got to get bigger, stronger, <laughs> noticeable that he did, I think, in, in this offseason. But there's just so much to learn. Um, and, and he's doing it against – the second tier guys, right? He's not making mistakes against guys that are just absolutely going to burn you. Yeah. Is he going to be a top six forward? Yeah. I, I would, I would be shocked if that didn't happen. It would be disappointing if that didn't happen. Um, but he could, he could just play in every situation, every single night, not have to worry about it. He doesn't have to look up at the score and be like, man, we're down five to one again. He's playing against his type of players and just the thinking of the game, the reaction of the game, it's so much easier at the AHL level than it yeah. is at the NHL level for a 20 year old trying to figure it out. It's not, it's night and day. For yeah, I, I would agree. And I think another point about this is that Patrick Kane is going to be playing with the two guys that you're hoping are going to be rental players. All right. He's going to be playing with A2 and he's going to be playing with Domi. And then after that, if you want Lucas Reichel to be a bona fide NHL player, there's no one really to put him with at the NHL level on the Blackhawks roster where he can actually develop and actually play in the offensive zone that much. Mm -hmm. And so to your point, you may as well, you know, put him down in Rockford where he has those opportunities. Gate, you feeling similarly? You catching our Frisbee on this one? Yeah. Um, there's something I saw today online and it doesn't really have to do directly with the Blackhawks, but um, the kind of this Lucas Reichel situation is Shane Wright, who was the consensus overall number one for a much of the year, uh, slid a little bit in the crack and got him. He made the roster this year, but they're playing him on the fourth line. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that benefits him any playing, you know, he's supposed to be a skilled player. He's supposed to be a two way skilled player, kind of like a Patrice Bergeron guy, but I don't think it's going to, you know, put him on that fourth line. I don't think that's going to benefit him any. And, it, and the same kind of with Lucas Reichel, like if he's not going to be in the top six, if he's not like a shoe in to make the team in the top six. And right now I don't, he's not, uh, he may have looked okay, but uh, right now he's not, he's not ready for it to just be thrown in the lineup is, yeah. you know, center, uh, you know, over Jonathan Taves or over Max Domi. He just doesn't. So you'd either have him on the third line or the fourth line. And, and, and again, I don't think that benefits him. I think going down to Rockford where he could just, you know, be the first line center, play the power play, play the penalty kill, play all over the place. You could put him on the point if you wanted to. Every situation, he, there's no pressure on him down there. He already had his big year last year. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of pressure to maybe kind of surpass that. But right. other than that, I think, you know, just let him go down there and just let him be free. Let him, you know, gain that confidence. Extra confidence always help. I, I think, you know, you you can let a guy marinate in the, in the minors a year too long, but you bring a guy out of the minors a year too early and you're talking – you know what the Blackhawks ultimately ended up with Kirby Doc, where that when they should have you know take putting him down to the minors for a year where he could gain more confidence. You know he had that great first year, but then once he got around the league and everybody saw what he was, he kind of disappeared, and uh, you know was lost for like three years. You just kind of blew his development all up. Don't do that with Lucas Reichel. There's no reason to. Sure, it'd be nice to see him if there's an injury. Sure, bring him up for a game, whatever. But anointing him, you know, in the starting lineup right from the beginning of the season, everyone's going to expect him to play the entire season. And 
if he gets sent down, then everyone's going to be up in arms and it's just going to be a whole thing. Just put him down, put him down, leave him alone. Let him do his thing. Next year, we could start talking about maybe he could make the opening night roster yeah. or the year after, you know, I, I, I doubt he's going to be in the AHL again for a whole full year next year, but it wouldn't hurt him, uh, you know, to go down there and, and, you know, crush some people for a little while. So that's, that's kind of my feelings on that. Well, no, I, I, I agree with you too. And I think the other thing to think about is they're the Hawks. This is a race to the bottom. You know, the Chicago Blackhawks right now are trying to get, if not the one overall pick in the lottery, the top three picks into the top three picks. And that's Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli and, um, Matvey Michkov are the three that everyone is talking about who are going to be in the 2023 NHL entry draft and who are considered by many that, that they will be NHL ready right away. Um, and some people are saying this is going to be one of the best drafts in the history of the league. Now, whether or not that pans out, who's to say, but if they end up with Bedard or one of those guys, that's who you put Reichel with eventually when it's time. Um, but I agree. Uh, Shawnee, on other players assigned to Rockford, players waived, any big surprises, any notables, any great stand moments where you're like, yeah, well, you know, that that's more proof that another stand bow mistake. Anything fun? Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Bodan being sent down. Yeah. Um, I thought if he was going to make the roster um, out of, um, I mean, Ever, what I've read, everybody said he had a great year at Rockford last year. He played really well. He was able to play top pairing minutes. Yep. He seemed to have his game to have grown. He was a former first round pick, and when he was waived, I was like, okay, he can't make it on this team. Clearly, this is a standbow moment where you don't draft small defensemen and you don't draft two consecutively in the same draft. So, I think. We've seen, I think we're seeing what Kyle Davison thinks of Nicholas Bodan. And I think Bodan's um, probably not going to be a long term fixture on this team. Um, I also, I read something similarly or earlier today, too, that said about switching back to Reichel that maybe playing with the Ice Hogs, he's playing with a better team. Like the Ice Hogs <laughs> might be a better team yeah. constructed wise than the, the actual Blackhawks in terms of their league. So. I think that's uh, something to look uh, look at a little bit. Um, I'm also uh, curious about goaltender going forward. As um, like I know Arvid Sarderbloom is going to be the starter down in uh, Rockford, hopefully, and he's going to be the guy, and hopefully he develops because otherwise, that the, the Blackhawks system has nobody. Like uh, the two guys in the NHL aren't going to be goalies in with the team in two or three seasons. And I don't know, Jackson Stauber didn't really. Comesso will probably sign after this year in BU, but I think he'll probably end up in the AHL. But I think this right. will, and this will probably be his final year in college hockey. Right. And you think about it. The last... College hockey. <laughs> right. And the last two BU goalies that came out with Spencer Knight and Jake Ottinger, and they took several years to develop in the AHL and the NHL before they right. became proven guys. So – you're still going to need somebody to kind of share the load with Camesso going forward. Right. So that's why I'm hoping Sarder Bloom is that guy. Cause uh, Jackson's Stauber does not look like, doesn't look very good. In my he's opinion. Ma- he, he's the next Matt Tompkins. Nice. Oh, yes. My nice. guy, Matt Tompkins. I, mean, I think he's playing the air of some place. Got it. 
Well, while we're on the, you know, you know, I want to talk to our scout here. I got a couple crest questions for Ray. Um, <laughs> um, I looked at the trap, Ray. Wanted to mention that first, but second, um, there's one prospect that turned a lot of heads, and yeah, he had to go back, and he had to go back to the Seattle Thunderbirds because Kevin Korchinski turned 18 years old in June, and um, they might have. Something. Frank, can you hear me? Ten four, over and out. Can you hear me? So they they might have something here. They might, maybe. But uh, Ray, give me some of your observations of what you thought of this kid. He made quite the buzz in training camp, that's for sure. Yeah, pleasantly surprised with the Corch. I know uh, Chicago's going to love having the Corch around. Um, pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, I thought <laughs> he didn't look out of place. Um, I know sometimes you're playing against you know other teams that aren't you know fully loaded, but didn't look out of place. I thought his skating was phenomenal. Um, he looked comfortable with the puck, which is. You know, I mean, it's, we've a lot of names here where it's, you know, that I get the puck and I don't not very comfortable with it. And I just want it off my stick. He didn't look like that at all. I thought he looked calm. I thought, again, he didn't look out of place. He's got, I mean, he's only 18. He's got a lot of growing up to do and a lot of, you know, decision making to do. And, you know, playing a 82 game season at the NHL level is different than uh, playing a couple preseason games. But, man, you've got to be excited about him. You know, they yeah. picked him early. Um, they, they definitely, you could tell David's, uh, you know, definitely like speed. You know, I mean, that's something that you really see, I think, in his draft, um, which is good. <laughs> um, and then, you know, overall, yeah, I mean, to say, hey, the sky's the limit for that kid. I think it is. I mean, it's hard to say, hey, where are you going to be at? There's a lot that's right. going to happen in the next two, three, four years, um, you know, when it comes to his development. But you're definitely pleasantly surprised. And, and you saw like Ian Mitchell come up and you're like, man, it looks like he's trying to think the game and he's really, you know, everything's, he didn't look like that. He looked like he was yeah. already one step ahead and that's a good sign for an 18 year old. Yeah, no, it's good. I think so. First of all, folks, uh, Alex DeBrinkett, fan favorite Alex DeBrinkett was traded this summer hours before the 2022 NHL entry draft. And a lot of people thought that the Blackhawks sold him short, including myself, probably including everyone here. Um, but what came Can confirm. Yep, but but what came back in return was that seventh overall pick, and that was Kevin Korchinski, this defensive prospect who uh, I like him in double nickels. You know, I think that's a nice number. Um, his skating looks effortless. He's a smart player. I mean, it just looks like the game comes to him naturally, and with the right development, they might have something. So when you watch Alex DeBrinkett score 30, 35, maybe even 40 again this year, it'll be easy to for some people to come to the conclusion that the Blackhawks lost that trade, and we just don't know yet. Um, but gatekeeper, did, did you feel the way that we do about, uh, the Korch and, uh, you know, what he brought? Yeah. To Are you excited about this guy? I mean, mildly excited right now. Mild. Um, Mild. you know, I, I mean, there's a long way to go. It's a long road. Uh, you know, he, he, even if he were to sign his, his, you know, entry level contract and everything and play here next year, like, I think he should possibly if he can play in the AHL. I don't know when his birthday is, but like maybe get some time in the AHL. Um, just don't rush him. There's no reason. There's no reason to bring him here. Like you come up here, he's going to get run past and run over, no. uh, you know, against true NHL players. He was playing, you know, against a bunch of guys. Half of them may be working in a car wash right now. 
that's who he's playing against in the preseason. And, and it's nothing against his talent. I think he looks really good. I think or he's working in the car wash. Yeah. I think he looks really talented. I think he skates yeah. really well. He shoots well. He's quick. Like, he looks better than any defenseman that Stan Bowman presented us in the uh, last yeah. five, six years. That is so. That's not know, even close, too. Right, yeah. Not, oh, yeah, is, for sure. It's yeah. not even remotely close. Like when you could have <laughs> no. had a Noah Dobson or something <laughs> like that, you know? But, um, you know, yeah, sure, he looks great. But there's a while to go. He's going to need to put some, you know, meat on his bones a little bit. Uh, so that he, you know, he can handle these big guys in the NHL. It's not going to be a bunch of kids in the, in the WHL over on the West coast yeah. that he's going to be skating around. You know, he's, right. it's, it, it, there's, there's a big, there's a big jump. So, yeah. you know, if, if, and, and there's no reason you, 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 you know, you wouldn't want him to marinate. Look at even, uh, you know, Bowen Byram and, and, uh, Kale McCarr, like those guys didn't go right into the NHL. I mean, McCarr went back to school and, uh, Bowen Byram went back to school like Morris cider. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, him too. They all did it. You know, uh, there's no reason to rush him. Like, why would you put him out here? I don't get why anyone in the world would want him out here exposed to what's going to happen this year. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be frustrating. And he's going to be like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. And I don't think there's no debating that. I mean, I don't, I didn't see a huge, freak out session in, in Twitter, people saying, Oh my gosh, why did they send him back? But you know, so I mean, it, you, but, well, you know what, people. you when it's going to happen when they go like, when they go like two and eight in their first, you know, 10 games, right. it's going to be like, Oh, we should get the Korchinski back here to help yeah. everybody out. Cause he's no. better than anybody that's out there right now. And no, it's, well, that's, that's, that's when you keep going two and 28, I mean, yeah. maybe make it two and 38, but bring Mitchell back. Yeah. Up there, two and 38. Yeah, you know, that'd yeah. Be broken wrist and all. Just, just put the cast on him and let it go out. Yeah, there. I mean this. Yeah, this, this might be the, uh, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest tank job since uh, Super Mario was drafted in a, in the summer of 1984 when the Penguins went out there and won 10 games in a, <laughs> that season, 10 or 11 games, and I think they had a red hot goalie that they sent down to the minors after he won three games. So like he, this, we got to get this guy out of here. I forgot. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's like Buffalo when they when they were trying to. They were trying to get McDavid, and that blew up in their yeah. face. Yeah, that was, you know, yeah. They tank, that was a serious tank job. That was one of the the most egregious ones yeah. in recent. They ended memory. up with Eichel, right? They got yeah. Eichel that year. Yeah, and how did that turn out? Uh, I don't know. I think he's <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. There yeah, exactly. Uh, Shawnee Korchinski aside, were there any other prospects that uh, during training camp you were wowed by, impressed by? Kind of said, all right, you know, maybe we'll see. Um, so everybody was pretty hot the trout on Samuel Savoy. He yeah. seemed to be Samuel. And and if he if he turns into that like he wants to be the Andrew Shaw type player, if he turns into that type player, that's useful. They need guys they yeah. need they need every everybody down up and down. They don't have anything. Depth players, middle six guys, like you're starting at zero. So yeah. anything you can get from the draft that can help winning team you win when you're ready to win you have those players like the fact that if savoy turns into an andrew shaw type player the blackhawks then don't have to go out and pay for an andrew shaw type player which helps them address holes other players which yeah, was mean, the yeah. biggest failing of stan bowman he couldn't address the regular he couldn't fill in holes yeah hey now <laughs> now frankie nazar frankie nazar nazar 14th overall pick that was acquired uh, in the Kirby Doc trade. Also, that happened on draft day, maybe an hour after Debrink it was traded. 
is at the University of Michigan right now. And there were a lot of questions or maybe not one. There was there was someone very worked up on Twitter, <laughs> very worked up that he was not um, and it, will remain nameless who, uh, you know, why, why was, was he like George Costanza uh, the summer of George? Yeah, it was uh, it was very impressive. Um, our, our good friend, contact direct content uh, editor and uh, director, Eric, um, is very good at engaging in these Twitter conversations. Some of us are not. Um, I tend to walk away from I usually, it. But at, but at I, any, I, yeah. at, at any rate, um, folks, if you're worked up about why uh, Frank, Frank Nazar, Nazar was not at training camp, it's because he has not signed with the Chicago Blackhawks. He is in school. He is playing NCAA hockey. And the huge debate on Twitter that one day was, uh, is NCAA hockey some sort of dumping ground and horrible for this guy's development because he was not spending two and a half or three weeks or what have you skating with guys who, as Gabe mentioned earlier, might be washing cars right now. Um, this aggression will not stand, man. Man, I, you know, uh, you know, you don't go dress like that on a weekday, do you? <laughs> Are you employed? Not too good, man. <laughs> So at any rate, folks, uh, Frank Nazar is playing at the University of Michigan this year where he's going to do just fine. All right. So don't worry about his development. Yes. Major junior hockey. A lot of great NHL players play major junior hockey. A lot of great NHL players come out of the NCAA ranks. And if you're playing at the University of Michigan and you're a college hockey player, it is the equivalent of playing at University of Alabama in football. Okay. Every year they are littered with first round picks. There are more first-round picks that are about to be drafted that are in the U.S. Uh, development program that are probably on their way to Michigan and a generational talent who's a freshman who's going to go in the top three, Nick Fantilli. So, folks, don't worry about Nazar or Nazar. He's fine. He's at a great place becoming a great hockey player. And when it's time for him to join the Blackhawks and sign with them, who knows? Might be this spring. Maybe he'll stay two years at Michigan. We don't know, depending on how he does, but he's in good shape. You're being so, very on dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all you Twitter folks that have read that major juniors is the only way to go. It certainly can be a great one, but it's not just ask uh, our buddy, Jonathan Taves, who, uh, uh, Duncan Keith, I believe has something to say about that. Yeah. Well, he kind of left Michigan state pretty quickly, but he, yeah. He played but, there two seasons. Yeah, in 2022. That's all nonsense. Uh, I it's yeah, it's rough. Arguments. Yeah. yeah. Twitter, but um, you know we got people that can do that. But if it was 1971, I'd be all for it. But it's not 1971, so I mean it's it's just silliness. I mean he's going to be just as good of a hockey player if he were to go to Owen Sound, if he were to fly over to Australia and play for an Australian junior team, or if he goes to Michigan. He needs to develop no matter where he goes. It, it doesn't matter, and he's in the best spot in college hockey. I mean it's all nonsense. Yeah. So don't worry about him, folks. Now, Hawk fans out there, this is this is going to be a painful year. It's going to be tough to watch. Uh, the games will not be enjoyable. They'll often be lopsided. Um, What's the no. difference between the previous three years? That's true. Well, this, five years. Yeah. This year is – I'm sorry. I think when, when a team actually broadcasts that there's a rebuild going on, there's something about it that actually feels different. Um, it is, in fact, a race to the bottom. We are hoping and the organization is hoping that this team will be as bad as they can possibly be. And this is the first time that they've actually come out and said that, and named that. This time last year, Jeremy Galton was still the head coach of the Blackhawks. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. Um, but that, that, that's true. 
Uh, wow. Maybe that's why Vancouver gave up a second rounder for uh, um, what's his name? Because Carlton's in Vancouver now. They Riley still. Yeah, it could be. He was like, we need to get Riley Stillman. I need to make the AHL. I need him. I thought you meant they felt bad. Oh, it just kidding. They felt bad. So anyway, so what, I guess, two weeks down the road, four weeks down the road, six weeks down the road, Gate, what are we looking forward to exactly? Like, what? what, what is going to keep our interest level? Um, do we have any... Uh, jersey raising ceremonies or anything like that going on because it's oh, about the only thing. That's, that's awesome. about all we're going to have to look forward to at the beginning that. of the season yeah. is yeah. the uh, you know the retirement, it, the much maligned retirement of Marion Hosa's jersey number. Yep. Um, that's yeah, pretty much going to be the highlight. Yeah, where certain Twitter experts didn't know that he was a NHL Hall of Famer. How do you not know that? I'm sorry if you call yourself. Any sort of Blackhawks fan, you know he's in the NHL Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'd say that's so, accurate. And, and you know they'll yeah. they'll probably do the final laps and you know the one more lap or whatever. What do they call that thing? One one more uh, lap. One last shift or whatever. Yeah. One last shift or whatever. And you know hopefully uh, hopefully they'll bring out some real big names. Like I'm hoping for like a Jim Dowd or uh, <laughs> you know uh, you know. Sergey Krivo Krasov. Krivo Krivo Knight. I I would like Hanu Toivonen Knight. Hanu Toivonen Knight. Yeah, that'd be. I love Hanu Toivonen. That'd be a big one. Maybe they could bring out the whole ABC line um, for for one more skate around. Yeah, that that'd be. uh, You're dating yourself, there, Andy. I know. I know. It's bad. So um, Scott Darling is doing pre and post with uh, our guy, um, Colby Cohen. You know, I will have to say, good for him. Yep, because yeah. he's he's a good dude, and he's a great, um, yeah, he he's a good dude, and and, and, he, and you know, if you didn't read that article, he's been doing uh, uh, stand up comedy too. Yeah, and he, you know, he's no. a funny dude. He seems relatable. He's from the area. Like it's perfect to, to 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 give him something. You know, he just retired. He had a rough go at it. You know, in the final years of his career, let him come back here and enjoy. You know, covering the team that he loved, and he played very well for for like three years. So uh, yep. I'm pretty happy. You know, I'm happy for the dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, yeah, awesome. and he's going to – it'll be, aside from Colby Cohen, it'll be a good uh, pre- and post-game show. Yeah. I like Kaylee uh, a lot. Yeah, Kaylee is awesome. She is really amazing. I love yeah, her. She's, she's so confident, good. and she knows what she's talking about. And, like, she, you know yeah. she's not searching for, for anything. She just – it just comes out naturally. I, I like her a lot. Yeah. So here's here's how this works, folks. We're talking about a race to the bottom. Everyone wants the Blackhawks to be as bad as they possibly can be. And why? Because if they are in the cellar or close to the cellar, that enhances their chances in the NHL draft lottery. I don't know how the math exactly works, but it gives them more chance to get an extra ping pong ball to play with or something like that. To possibly- <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay. The- hey. Hey, phrasing. <laughs> But let's. You made that weird. Okay, I did not. You made that weird. That that was your suggestive behavior. Um, so at any rate, the worse they are, the better their chances are to have the number one overall pick. Do you think this system? Now I got a weird question. Are the Blackhawks going to benefit because they're a big market team and people want them to have the first pick? Yes. 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 
pulled out just like when they pulled out the cold one. What was that? Nineteen whatever. Michael was it the Jordan era or, or whoever? Yeah, had to pull out the cold one. Yeah, it's I I can't imagine. Oh, that. when the when the Bulls got Derrick Rose and had like Derrick, yeah, whatever it was less than zero percent chance to get the pick or something. Right. Like yeah, that. pull out the cold one. Or when oh, Ewing so went to the Knicks. I, you just I, you would think, right? I mean, it only makes sense. I, I know everybody thinks stuff wouldn't happen like that, but in the world we live in, there's nothing I couldn't believe wouldn't happen. So why wouldn't they say, hey, let's get him in Chicago instead of Arizona? You know, playing yeah. in a five thousand well, stadium. You know, for yeah. Two so there's there's three teams that are considered, you know, that that many consider that that are kind of in the race to be the worst team in the NHL to have the best chance of the number one overall pick. It's the Chicago Blackhawks, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Seattle Kraken. Are are also in that conversation. Um, they don't put the Canadians in there either. I don't, Canadians I I do, yeah, sure. You can put the Canadians in there. We can expand that to four Canadians, or you know, I, I think I actually think Martin Saint Louis is going to make the Canadians better than than people anticipate. Their defensive unit is pretty grim. But hey, I'm looking tonight. There, I already saw that uh, Cole Caulfield is on pace to score 50 goals. So oh, there we go. There it is. So you know, I I yeah, think that give them the con- give right. them the heart. So at, at any rate, I mean, there, and there will be surprises, but the bottom line, and, and, and I've said this over Twitter, I'm going to mention this, the, the Arizona Coyotes, they should, they're a problem with the NHL, all right? They should not be in Arizona anymore. They are hemorrhaging money through collective bargaining agreements. Other owners are subsidizing them, which also in effect brings the salary cap down. Okay, and for the next two years, or three years is it actually, for the next three years, they're going to be playing while they're trying to figure out a deal to stay in Arizona so they can continue to play there. They're going to be playing at ASU in a 5,000-person arena. Connor Bedard is supposed to be a generational talent, maybe the best number one overall pick, people are saying, since Connor McDavid. There's no way the NHL can let this happen. You cannot put him in... 50% 50% of his games in a 5,000 person arena. Yeah, but have you cool. met Gary Bettman? Yeah, well, he's that's the problem yeah, with Gary Bettman. He's going to. The thing about him is, though. It's a mistake. He will never he, acknowledge it. No, right, exactly. He's going to try and keep making Arizona work until it finally works, is what he wants to do. So I could see, you know, I could honestly see him saying, we have to get Connor Bedard out in the desert to build that market oh, out there in Arizona. Man. That no, I think that's awesome. the dumbest thing that could happen. But awesome. we're talking about we're talking about the NHL here. Have you seen some of the idiotic, you know, decisions that they've made yeah. in some of the directions they've gone in that yeah. have just been completely stupid? This yeah. could be another one where he doesn't want to move this team. He wants to build the market out there. Get him Connor Bedard in two, three years when Austin Matthews is a free agent. Get him out there too, and. And then he, and then you know Gary Bettman is the big hero because he he built that market out there and they can go uh, right off on the sunset oh, after his, his last great hurrah. I don't know, Ray. What do you what do you think if you're Bedard and you're picked by the Arizona Coyotes first overall? Do you pull an Eric Lindros? Eric Lindros hey, you took that the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, you don't put the jersey on. You say I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, do I still have college eligibility? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm not going. I'm going to sign with, don't trade, don't draft me. I'm going to North Dakota. No, even better. Have him go to Arizona State. (laughs) But yeah, it would just be, hey, I'm going overseas, right? I mean, I decided to play club for Arizona. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to go overseas for a year. I'm going to go play with. uh, I mean, that, that could be a real situation, though. I mean, I know we're months away from it, but that's. I mean, if I'm Bedard's agent, I would be like, dude, if you get picked, I would not go. Like, I, 
I don't know what you do in that scenario. Right. Don't pick me. Other sports do it. Why not here? Yeah. That's a long time ago, but hey, was, I'm going to go over When John Elway was drafted, he called Indianapolis and said, he went away for the calls. Yeah, I told you I wasn't going to play, and now you got nothing. You'd be better picking yeah. your 250 ranked prospect than me because you're going to get more out of him than you are me. Right. I'm going overseas. So if the Blackhawks do end up in the top three, which is the ultimate goal, you know they they will have someone nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that much we know, that much we know. Nick Fantilli at the University of Michigan, um, according to some people on Twitter, that's a terrible place for him to be right now. But um, he's awesome. And what's the other one? Mitchnikov is that his name? Mitchkoff. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchkoff. Yeah. So that that's the other one. Who's you know that would be the thing oh. if Stan Bowman was still here. He he'd get the first overall pick and he'd pick Mitchkoff, and then we'd have to wait three years for his contract to be up at the KHL for him to even show up here. Yeah. Well, that Stan, would be a typical right. Stan Bowman situation. Oh, well, Stan Bowman is. Yeah, I don't know. It would be like Cal. Rich I was just or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even want to go there. But Fantilli was so good as a, I mean, he's just so good. so good. He's got size. You couldn't. If I if I were to Hawks, yes, I, I want the generational talent. Um, you know, just you think it's a guy that is going to be there for 15 years and, and be your captain eventually and lead you to the promised land. But man, Fantilli would. That's a that's a nice secondary prize up too. Yeah, yeah. And even Mitchkoff eventually looks like he's going to be a really good player. It's just the the, the thing is, is he's there's going to be a hang up with him because he's got contract in the KHL, right. so he's not going to be able to come over here for two to three years, I believe. So he's going to be like, you know, twenty one years old by the time he can come. He can even he's even eligible to come over to the U.S. to play. So you're going him to and Max Scholenoff will come over together. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Scotty? Scotty yeah. Powers, you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, always on the watch for that guy. So, well, yeah, fortunately, I, I do, uh, you know, I, I do have some faith with uh, with Kyle Davidson and in, in making this pick, and it might be easy for him, fortunately. And, you know, Stan Bowman is, I don't know, somewhere in this world right now, screwing up his own cup of coffee. And um, and best best of luck to him on that. He's um, telling you hot coffee's iced coffee. Right. And, and he's telling everybody, I love my coffee. Yeah. It might yeah. be screwed up, but I love my coffee. And the problem is, he loves his coffee. He's holding that cup of coffee, and it's fucking tea in there. <laughs> in the University of Notre Dame bunk. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, just one more thing, and we we can just beat this to death. And, um, you know, the banner ceremony and the Hawks are starting in about 10 minutes or so, so we're going we're gonna to shove the off. The game's going to start in an hour. Yeah, the game will start in an hour. They'll raise a banner. It'll start in an hour. But obviously, the Patrick Kane watch is on. We do this all the time. We're going to do it again. One prediction. Where's he going? Gate. You can say one team. Well, I mean, the obvious one is going to be the Rangers. Yeah. Okay, um, so Gate has the Rangers. No one else can pick the Rangers, though. That's that <laughs> so Gate wins. I went to Gate first. Sean, I'll go to you second because I know you're going to choose Buffalo, and then we can move on quickly to Ray. Okay, I, I was going to say the New Jersey Devils, but oh, sure. all right, that's pretty good. Why is that? Wow, I just—they're uh, on the cusp of being all right. They have some cap space, and they have one of the Hughes boys there. And I think, I think they're gonna—they need a big splash, especially with everybody else in that area. The Rangers and the Islanders—they're falling way behind. So I think the Devils would be a perfect place for them. <laughs> and they—they they got. They have a lot there too. He doesn't so. like it. 
<laughs> I, I would just, I would love to pick some, I would, yeah, I just, yeah, I would love to get some of their prospects back. I think the Devils have a, a bunch yeah. of guys that you'd be interested in. But, yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. Um, boy, if Tampa doesn't put seven guys on long-term injury reserve and then trade for the team, <laughs> um, man, I mean, I, I know everybody kept saying the Oilers, but I mean, they need somebody that can keep the puck out of the net. Um, I would go like if LA were to get hot, they've got some guys that they can get rid of. If maybe the Ducks were to get hot, they got some guys that they can get rid of. But I mean, I would have to go with the Kings then if I had to pick a team. Ooh, I like it. What about Calgary? There's another one. Yeah, I mean that's they a good one. Them, didn't they just resign? They just signed a couple of the guys that they just acquired, though. Yeah, yeah, but they, they're gonna yeah. they're you know. <laughs> Their their team's going to change a little bit. They're going to be they're they're not going to score as many goals as they did last year, but they're mm-hmm. going to be a good tough team. And uh, Sutter, you know, three two league he calls it. Uh, you know, they might need uh, another player out there. They can score. Yeah. They could get him that third goal. They yes. can put him over the edge a little bit. I just I, I for for some reason I feel it's going to be the Pacific Division. There's going to be that that team that I think like one through five in that conference in that division. I mean. You're kind of like, man, who's who's going to take it? You know, everybody wants the Oilers to, to be good. They're going to just be okay, the, you know, when it comes to the grand scheme of things, the Flames, you know, the Canucks, the, you know, the Kraken are going to be at the bottom. The Sharks are going to be at the bottom. I think if the Kings get hot, I can see them maybe saying, hey, let's try and make a run at this. So that's my that's why I pick them. They're, they're going to surprise everybody and then 107 points, and he's going to be skating around. Interesting. And Vegas says it doesn't have the capital – that the, the Hawks would want um, because Vegas doesn't care about anything and they'll no. trade everybody and anybody for anything. So, I mean, that is the perfect uh, attitude in, in Vegas. So, yeah, true. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a wild card team here and it might shock a lot of you, but um, Columbus. No, my pick is the Chicago Blackhawks. He's going <laughs> to resign and he's going to retire a Blackhawk. Not out of the realm of possibility. Just saying. Well, as long as it's eight year, eighty million, I mean that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but I, I I actually if he says KD, I want to stay here, I want to see this through, I want to be a Blackhawk for the rest of my life. But who knows what Patrick Kane is thinking right now? No, but listen, don't even. I don't know. No, is he is he crazy to do that? Absolutely. Has he? Go, go for half a season and just be like, listen, all that return that we're getting, you're going to be playing with. Yeah, and then come back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. that. Now that would be awesome. Yeah. Come back. That's yeah. That would be solid gold. Go, go so He could still absolutely take over hockey games. He, yeah. When you see rankings, they like to put younger kids. If you had to put – Kane on the ice and said, go win a hockey game. He could absolutely do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. Now the question, if, if Patrick Kane is traded to a team, now there's a team that'll probably say, yeah, we, we want this to get done, but considering what we're going to be giving up, it's dependent on extending him, Mm -hmm. but that's up to him. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, does that get discussed before a a trade clause is waived or no movement causes waived or how does that whole operation work? Or well, is he it, would have to go to he, he. They would have to go to his agent and and approach him it's like and all this. that stuff. Yeah, so it would have to be a handshake agreement, or yeah, what you know, it bring him back at six million a year, sure, but get get the assets yeah. for him. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that if, would be trade him and resign would be would be ridiculously awesome. I'd sign up for that right it now. It would be brilliant. Yeah. Well, and and on top of that too, like um you I've we've we've all heard probably from several different, you know, beat writers and, and people close to the team that he cares about Blackhawks records. He wants to break yeah. all the Blackhawks records. Yeah. And yeah. You know, he could go take a shot at a cup this year and be like, well, I took my one last shot at another cup. And then and then if he wants to come back next year on a five year, you know, twenty five million dollar deal total five, you know, five million a year to, to go easy on the Blackhawks, you know, five million um, on the cap, uh, which is, you know, cuts his salary in half. Uh, OK, fine. So be it. You know what? I, I could swallow that. I'd be fine with that. Could you imagine him making three and a half, four and a half less than Jones? Well, oh. at 34 oh. years old, you might not have it. You know, he might not have a choice. I don't know who's going to pay him a lot more. I mean, they may pay him $7 million, but he's not getting 10 I'm just saying. Not for more fan. than a year or two. I'm saying as a fan. Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I completely agree with you on that one. Like that one, yeah, that was, we got Bowman on that one. Yeah. And then there's Taves, but I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too into that right now because I, that's a, that's a trickier one. And, and again, we do this at the end of every show because we're all wondering when, you know, Taves just on Instagram said, you know, something to the effect of still such an honor to wear this Jersey. It's a 16th season in Chicago. Um, Patrick Haynes as well. It's crazy. You know what, you, what I was thinking right after, right after, uh, you know, Kane and Taves were both drafted and they came in as you know, the new hot people. Yeah. Who would have guessed that maybe Patrick Kane was the one who was going to end his career with the Blackhawks and Jonathan Taze wasn't? Yeah. Uh, especially with all the turmoil around Kane early in his career, you never would have thought that. I mean, he was the captain from the time they from the time they drafted him. They pretty much anointed him captain right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he well, was, yeah, would he was have captain thought. in NHL history at the time. And all the trouble that Kane was through and all that stuff, like who well, would have thought that it would have turned out this way? It wasn't just that. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, the, a year or two after the Hawks first won the cup in 2010, there were a lot of Kane trade rumors. He's one dimensional. He doesn't play D. You know, his, his skating wasn't as good as it was in, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15. I remember people were saying maybe it's time to move on from this kid and then we can win another cup if we deal him now. Uh, that would have trained him for who's the goalie out of Buffalo? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Uh, yep, Ryan Miller. Who had a great career. I don't know. I would have had to get a not a Patrick King career, though. Yeah, I would have had to get a King's ransom and then two Apple. more after that. I, I, he wins Ryan Miller. Is Ryan Miller a Hall of Famer? I know he's not been inducted yet, but is no, he? no. You know, eh, I don't know. It's debatable. Yeah, he, he was he was at the top of the top of the game for a couple of years there. He was the he, one of the best goalies in the NHL. He's he he won 391 career games. That's a lot of games. He had a oh. he had a career NHL save percentage of 0.914. Yep, that's uh that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's on the like you you get a year yeah. where there's a, a weak uh, you know a weak crop of people. He he could get in. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's a strong first ballot guy, but no. he could get he could he could slip in there. Yeah, yeah, and he and he has a Vesna, one Vesna. Yeah, yeah, and he has the he arguably played one of the greatest goaltending performances in that Olympics in Vancouver. 
Yeah, he was awesome. unreal in that the tournament. Only, the only reason they were in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just so – I mean, you could, could – maybe he was consistently good. I don't want to just say consistent because you could say a lot of goalies are consistent, but right. he was so consistently good. Like you knew what you're getting in and getting out of him every year. Yeah. So I mean, he's definitely like you know, like yeah, I think it was Gate Seven, but uh, you know, maybe not that first ballot guy where you want those to be your special type players. But man, I think he's I think he's close. That's for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Consistently good. <laughs> consistently yeah. good. Well, I'll tell you what won't be consistently good this year, but consistently <laughs> consistently bad are the Chicago Blackhawks. So on that um, on that final note, that was beautiful. One last, uh, one <laughs> last shout out. Yeah, one last shout out to our sponsor, uh, Puck Hockey P U C K H C K Y dot com. Discount code the rink all caps ten percent off. Hundred bucks gives you a free shirt. And uh, we are going to move on, folks. Blackhawks hashtag is ready to go. Are you ready to go? Uh, we're to not so sure, but I don't know. It's something to follow, and and here we go. Uh, the race to the bottom. So good catching up on the Hawks and some prospects and folks, as you just heard, we're always up for a conversation about Ryan Miller. Uh, you know, if, uh, if we ever want to, <laughs> but thanks fellas, any party shots? Awesome. Go. Hawks. I just, I, I just saw Randy Johnson used to keep a, a bag of balls next to his bed to throw at home invaders. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to follow yeah, that, I am. but I want to Okay, I am sorry for my outburst earlier. <laughs> I came at you with a lot of anger and that was unnecessary. Did you know I was once, <laughs> I, I saw Ric Flair in person. Um, oh. Yeah, no, um, I, if the penalty kills over 70% this year, I'll be ecstatic. Nice. There you go. Yeah, well, folks, interesting to uh, see that new penalty kill. Uh, Rachel Phelps in uh, Major League said, we've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. So here we go, folks. Let's finish last. All right. Great to see you all. Uh, we have the rink members, Shawnee, Gabe, and Ray. I'm Andy Campbell. Have a great night, everybody. And go Hawks. Kind of, but not really. Take care.